0: Oh, am I recording already? Yes. Oh, wait. Am I recording? Yes, that's recording. And the other one. The other one is recording.
1: Okay. okay. All the recordings. All the recordings are happening. Well, the, the, we must be on the show if all the recordings are happening. Exactly. That's how I know. You know, that's, <laughs> that's how I know the show is happening.
0: being recorded if, that we are sure. <laughs> if I look up and there are recordings going on. <laughs>
1: You ever just wake up and there's people recording you? <laughs> just like, hey, no, me neither. Me yes, neither. Yeah, actually. no, me neither. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so Bloomberg, uh, Mr. German. Yeah, yeah. The Gers, crazy. as we call him. <laughs> I don't think anybody should call him that uh reports that the home pod not mm-hmm. doing so great so and, i've heard uh you know because it was on the internet it was on it must be true right um and the china times has some uh sort of a corollary story which goes more into units i'm not too interested in that but i do think i mean it's always hard to tell with with these supply chain things right well that's yeah true yeah that i mean yes okay so (laughs) right i mean right right i am i have
0: two of two opinions on this one is that i we rarely take much credence in these iphone reports because they often turn out to be just like completely wrong um but second like i don't think any of us really thought it was going to (laughs)
1: sell like in very big numbers to begin with (laughs) no i mean
0: it's already i mean at that price point in this market (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i think that's that's the challenge and i think what's tricky is that german even points out in the article that apple does not usually prioritize unit sales right they're into revenue uh and they're yeah. into you know providing a, a differentiator being a better experience i think the problem here is that it's it's mostly not a better experience <laughs> compared to a lot of the other entries in this market and that is yeah, other than, that's what's challenging
0: other there. than sound other than sound quality
1: sure yeah And it's it's not great. The tricky thing with the sound quality is like even there, if you are someone who is truly interested in great sound, there are a lot of options. I mean, this may still be one of the better ones, but I I don't know if that's the market that is is approaching the HomePod is people who really care about sound quality. That just may not be. It's kind of like we talked about with the Mac Pro, I think, last week. Uh, which is the idea of Apple building a product, but it not being the product that that market was really looking for. Yes. So I, I think there's an issue there. Um, And and the fact of the matter is that Siri on, on the HomePod is, is <laughs> underwhelming, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, Siri in general <laughs> so is still kind of, as we've discussed. <laughs> right, right. I, I was amused to see this morning the Mac rumors had a story about how Siri has all these new jokes.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh... Oh, dear. That, that'll help. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. I, uh, the, the problems are fixed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More snarky responses. We didn't talk about this. I don't know. I can't remember when it exactly happened, but it was recently when mm, about mm. Apple hiring yes. Google's
1: head of Yeah, that was just the other AI. week. I think it's interesting because yeah. not only was this the guy who's headed up their AI efforts, but according to what I was reading, he was also the head. He had some... They, they refer to him at a couple point as like the like search chief or whatever. And I don't know if that's simply because the AI machine learning stuff is involved so heavily in search these days um, or yeah. what, but that to me strikes me as an even, you know, more salient detail because that is Google's primary yeah, yeah, exactly. If you, and if you're poaching the guy who was running that, then that is to me a strong indication that you are super serious about improving aspects of this and the fact that he reports to tim cook too right Hmm. yeah because well you know he could be four people down the chain and we'd all be like eh, whatever right i mean it's still i guess it still depends sure i um, mean it's not gonna happen
0: yeah i mean i think it's a good tomorrow. i think it's a good sign it's a good sign that they're probably they're, they're paying attention to it and, and hopefully taking it more seriously than they have been but at the same time they've also they made a lot of uh security hires Mm, Over the mm-hmm. last few years everyone said oh look at this they heard this guy look at this they heard this guy and then you know and then last year they sh- they shipped <laughs> like <laughs> yeah a thing that lets you that lets you log into the mac <laughs> with any pass with no password yeah and get yeah. And get root access
1: yeah i mean i think <laughs> overall as bad as that is the indications to me of you know the actual stuff that's out there in terms of like how badly apple's been bit in the security market like in terms of actual um you know data or security vulnerabilities that've been exploited they're yeah. still doing very well that to that's me true. seems like less of a security problem than a code oversight problem yeah um well but y- yeah you do have to you have to get both right though <laughs> sure no no i agree i agree um yeah. that's it's bad and i don't want to i don't want to mitigate that but the uh you know end result seems to have not been you know terrible uh-huh. in terms of like what actually got uh hurt because of that. It just mainly it looked really dumb. <laughs> yes. Uh and as a yeah. risk it yeah, was
0: really right. bad. Exactly. But, like nobody yeah. nobody I mean at least as far as I know, really hardly anybody was affected by
1: it. hmm I mean in terms of like people actually like going in and taking over other people's computers. Yeah. Yeah. I did not hear of any any of that happening. Um, I was very quiet but... about taking over your computer. <laughs> I just I <laughs> that explains a lot. I didn't say much. I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> hmm Uh, Your birthday is going to be great, though. Also, really,
0: nothing interesting found.
1: (laughs) Well, I only hacked into one of your seventeen Macs, and it was nothing useful or interesting. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that was kind of a joke on me because I wasted a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of got bit by that. Um, Why did I bother? Yeah, I don't really understand. Um, Yeah, so I—I mean, I think the Siri thing is interesting. The The implications of that, I would assume, are are really kind of long term because, it's Mm -hmm. you know, obviously there's reorganization happening. So, I mean, you're not even going to see anything come out of this at WWDC, would be my guess, right? That's two months out. And at this point, they have a pretty good handle on what they're going to be talking about there. Uh, So we're looking at, like, next year. Yeah, I mean, if we we
0: were going to get, like, a whole, like, a (sighs) a very seriously updated series, I don't think it would come until next year, at least.
1: Yeah. I agree. And that's tough because there's a lot that's this is a rapidly evolving marketplace. And yeah. you know, the in the in the honor of the old adage about skating to where the puck's gonna be, if you're you, you got to come up with something pretty spectacular at this point. Yeah. And that's that's tough because this is a really difficult field, I think. So, I'm Cautiously hopeful that they're gonna do something about it, but honestly at the long run, I'm like eh, I'm not <laughs> Cautiously hopeful. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it though. <laughs> also Color Us cautiously hopeful. <laughs> can we review maybe these? maybe positive? <laughs> maybe maybe. Uh <laughs> can we review these actual Siri jokes? Because these are mostly terrible. <laughs>
0: sure. I guess. Do we have to? <laughs>
1: uh, no, but I want to throw well, I guess, out
0: a couple. I guess ones. if Lex if Lex is not going to be on this podcast, then we 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 do need terrible jokes from someplace.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, so why don't koala bears hang around with all the other bears? Because they don't meet the qualifications. <laughs> I will say though that um, I don't know about other.
0: I don't know about Alexa, but um Cortana does jokes that are very similar to that yeah
1: these are all i mean they're all roughly your elementary school level jokes yeah, yeah and hank hank and Hank enjoys them, so um maybe that's that maybe that's the target
0: audience is that if that's the, if a fourteen year old demographic is who they're going after, then
1: <laughs>
2: i traditionally fourteen year olds
1: not have
0: any money <laughs> uh, they use their parents' money,
1: <laughs> oh okay, okay, well, that makes sense, yeah
0: unfortunately yeah <laughs> unfortunately sure that's fine. how that works i'm sure it's fine
1: uh what else we got we got the um oh what was it i was just looking at oh 64-bit transition yeah uh which kicked in today as we're recording this um which is that um, <laughs> bleep bloop no do <laughs> there goes there goes my 32-bit skype <laughs> yeah uh how many 32-bit uh apps do i actually have on here i'm looking at uh, activity uh, monitor because it will tell you uh, i only have currently two running so oh activity bit processes oh okay run it'll it'll tell you yes. what's running you can yeah. So if again. you go into activity monitor you can add a column for kind and that will tell you 32-bit versus 64-bit if you want to know overall you can go into the system uh report i believe in the the about the about this mac box oh okay and I think somewhere in there, there's a list of uh, applications that you can look at. And it will give you a list of basically all the apps on your phone and whether or not they're 64-bit. Or all the phone. On the, on your Mac and whether or not they're 64-bit. And frankly, I mean, like most of the ones, I have a bunch that are not. But most of them are really just old, you know, apps that I don't use as much anymore. Um, You know, a couple games a couple old like installers uninstallers bunch of like adobe stuff there are a couple there are a couple in there that are like making me you know a little concerned uh QuickTime Player 7 as someone pointed out is not 64 bit and <laughs> i know it's humorous to still be using QuickTime Player 7 but QuickTime <laughs> 10 is terrible wait a minute it's a piece of crap Audio, <laughs> Audio Hijack Pro <laughs> uh is that the old one or the new one though it must be the old. I must have the old one. <laughs> yeah. What's a little weird about the uh, the list in System Report is to me, anyways, it has a bunch of old versions of stuff too. Because like I see like I see like six versions of Audio Hijack with different version numbers. So it may just be things that were installed at some point. I'm not yeah. sure how many of those are even like current installation things. But yeah, because like there's a Super Duper one in here, and I was like, um, I feel like Super Duper, at least the current version. It'd probably be 64 bit. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh I guess that... yeah, the uh but QuickTime Player 7 is an interesting one because yeah. that is something that is still I was having a conversation in a Slack about it, and that was a, like something that a lot of people I I know still use because QuickTime Player 10 is such a step backwards in terms of basically anything that's not media playback and i know people who even don't like i was uh our friend john syracuse uh, when this came up commented that he hates the QuickTime 10 puts the play controls over the video yes <laughs> i hate that too yeah i mean i don't like <laughs> want... least it's not enough to make me stop using it no but... no i mean for me it's the fact that so you know every Every week when I record podcasts, I use Call Recorder and Call Recorder record stuff as a QuickTime movie uh, with the Skype track and the local track on two different tracks, and they do provide a suite of utilities that let you separate those out, but you can also do it in QuickTime Player 7, Um, but that facility is non-existent in QuickTime 10, uh, along with most editing or, like, basic, you know, sort of pro-functionality. Um, it's really just a media playback thing and I think you can trim clips but that's about it um, mm-hmm. but it's it's extremely limited and it's not that I couldn't find another way around the things I do in QuickTime Player 7, it's that it just involves changing my workflow and that annoys me uh, also, is. the fact that they really, you're too old to change I, your workflow I'm, just too, I'm too old for this <laughs> shit, John <laughs> too old for this shit you're two weeks from retirement i <laughs> <laughs> am i that's the best news
0: i've had all day <laughs> just stay alive for two weeks yeah.
1: I just collect on my pension yeah yeah so i i not that i think apple's likely to make any changes to add that functionality back into quicktime player no. uh as much as i wish they would i felt like there was a time when, when quicktime player 10 first came out and we're all like oh yeah you know this is the basic re overhaul you know a few years from now, or like a year from now, they'll add the, the extra functionality and it just never happened. <laughs> never happened. Never happened. They do not care. <laughs> you know, it happens.
0: Choices have to be made by it's people, the, not us. I, well, I wouldn't trust us to make decisions, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, right. Can
1: you imagine what a mess the company would be in if we made the decisions? <laughs> um, Actually, a uh, Plex helper and call recorder agent are the two running things on my system that are 32 bit processes. And I use both of those. So, a little worried. Yeah, right. But you just, at this point, you just, you get a warning, right? Yeah. So at this point, you get a warning once when you launch a 32 bit app, basically for the first time. This just tells you it's not optimized uh, and that the developer needs to do something about it. Um, I think starting, so starting June 1st, all new app updates submitted to the Mac App Store must support 64-bit. Right. I think they've said High Sierra will be the last major version to run 64 or 32-bit apps. I, yeah, that's the last. They've described it as the, quote, last Mac OS release to support 32-bit apps without compromises. Um, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Compromises.
1: Hmm. Uh, You can use this app, but you die in seven days. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, compromises. They they weren't kidding. Yeah. I mean, they are serious about the 64-bit thing. You don't want to be left in 32-bit. Tough, tough but fair. Tough, but, you know, it happens. You're the one running the 32-bit app.
0: Yeah you brought this on yourself you have only yourself to blame well we'll get that to look forward to
1: yeah there's there's always some upside i guess <laughs> suppose somewhere there must be yeah been a quiet week here in uh apple land not a lot of things going on i was away so oh, well that's why then <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone's like well molt is gone Anytime, anytime I take a
0: trip, quiet. though, that's it, one. It's one, of, it's one uh, more chance to be thankful for something, and that is the. And this is not an ad read. It's know it sounds like. It's I'm going to start an ad read, but uh, the Wi-Fi sharing um, <laughs> ability, the password sharing ability of um, well, iOS, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we uh, went to Boulder, Colorado, to visit my nephew and his family, and had you know we stayed in a, a place that we rented and that had its own wi-fi and then you know when we went over to my nephew's place he had his own wi-fi so uh it was um a couple of instances to
1: go wow that was a heck of a lot easier than it used to be <laughs> yeah it's one of the nicest features i think in ios 11 and the current it's also in the late uh, high sierra i think yeah right It's it's that's an example of apple at its best Doing right. a job of something that it used to be cumbersome and annoying and is actually pretty easy. I've used that a bunch now. Um, and I really enjoy it just being a, like, you know, we'll go over to my friend's house for like, you know, hang out or whatever. And there's like six people there and somebody will be like, oh, what's the Wi-Fi? And it pops up on anybody's device who's there and like knows that person, right? Because it's, it's about your contacts. And so there'll yep. be like six of us and we'll all be like racing to like share the password first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was
0: that was a thing where I think my wife thought, oh, my God, this is going to be just like another pain in the butt thing that I have to do um, with these stupid computers and was like, oh, (laughs) that was remarkably easy.
1: Surprisingly, (laughs) suspiciously, I didn't even have a chance to complain about anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good sign. It's a good sign when the feature works fast enough that people don't complain about it. It also seems, for whatever reason, to be a more robust feature than the stuff that feels like it's predicated on the same technology, like Airb- AirDrop, which I really like. I've I've had very good luck with AirDrop, for the most part, and it's gotten much better than it used to be. But, I mean, every once in a while, it still does kind of crap out, and there's no understanding of why and no ability to do anything about it. Yeah. I have not... I So, I had a weird... I, I was going to... Um,
0: take Hank to his violin lesson. And usually I like to, I like to take something to watch while he's in his violin lesson for like a half an hour with one of our stupid um, superhero shows that we watch. Um, and I didn't want to take my lap. It was on my laptop. Um, and I didn't want to take my laptop and I was like, well, oh, how am I going to get this onto my ad- iPad easily without it being a pain, com- you know, like having to like physically sync it. And I dare dropped it. It actually worked really well. I mean, it did end up in photos instead of like movies mm. or something mm. like that but it was actually still it was still perfectly watchable no oh, that's so. interesting i that was the first time i had, I had done that and it was it wasn't huge um but it was relatively it went pretty quick so
1: yeah i've been really impressed i mean because it does sort of a peer-to-peer thing so you know it removes some i feel like it does a good job of being like speedy and efficient um <laughs> it's funny you should say speedy <laughs> yeah, much much like us, <laughs> we are very speedy podcasters, as everybody knows. Everybody watches that dumb show that we watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, your photos comment reminded me of a uh, complaint I had earlier, uh, and I think Gruber remarked on this a couple months back. But he was talking about photos on the Mac and why photos on the Mac does not, in some ways, act like a good photo, like a good Mac app um oh, specifically yeah. yes. drag and drop was the thing that he mentioned to me and i, I run into this all the time where i want to like drag a photo into a tweet or something and uh uh-huh. you can't do it you have to go to the desktop um yeah i did find i think it, i yeah. think this is a little weird but i think it's true you can't when you like right click on a photo in photos it doesn't give you a copy option but if you have a photo selected and hit command c it will copy it to the to the clipboard and then let you paste it in another app and it's one of those that that sort of weird inconsistency is a little bit like i only hit upon that by thinking well i wonder if this works right (laughs) um because i tried to drag stuff all the time it doesn't work um and that's it's a little absurd for something that is such a i feel like a keystone part of what people are doing with their computers is like you know photos yeah
0: well, and the thing that I mean, I think one of the things that he mentioned was the escape key not working mm, um, mm. when you're in a photo and you want to go back. That, and that that is the thing that is the single thing that drives me the most crazy because I constantly <laughs> who had that one of reflex who that even one? though I don't have a physical escape key, I hit the <laughs> hit the virtual escape key. And I hit the corner
1: of my MacBook and nothing I, happens. And it makes <laughs> me very <laughs> angry. I
0: hit the metal <laughs> on the outside of the touch bar, and then I try four more times and hit the escape. No, I don't have that much trouble with that, but um. I know that other people do, but, uh, yeah, it's like, why, why is this, why is this so dang hard?
1: Why is it so dang hard, <laughs> That's the you're... other name of this podcast. Yeah, that is the other name. Why is it so dang hard? <laughs> why, as is so,
0: they say. why is this so dang hard? Um, can't somebody else do it?
1: Can't someone else do it? Well, you know what somebody else can do? Somebody else can come on and tell you, our, our dear <laughs> listeners, about a great opportunity that will will leave you feeling great and looking great. And that person is our good friend Lex Friedman.
2: Alright, I'm interrupting the show with Dan and John so I can talk to you about my favorite advertiser of all time. That's not true. It's tied. Exactly tied with all of my advertisers who are all my favorites of all time. But Indochino, they told me to pick one of three intros. I can either talk about how a made-to-measure suit fits compared to a generic off-the-rack suit, or talk about my personal experience with Indochino, or talk about how every man looks better in a suit. I'm going to do all three at once. A made-to-measure suit fits better than a generic off-the-rack suit because, duh, it's made to measure your body. I have one, so I know this. In fact, I liked it so much, the one that they gave me for free because I'm a baller, and I bought my own because I like the first one so much so now i have two indochino suits and i as a person who is a man look better in a suit i did all three intros indochino is the largest custom apparel company they make shirts and suits to your exact measurements for a great fit Guys love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and the option to personalize every single detail, the lapel, the jacket lining, the monogram, and much more. I'm not going to tell you how much more it is, but if you go to the website, you're going to find out. Here's how it works. You pick your fabric, you choose your customizations, you submit your measurements, boom, you place your order. In three weeks or fewer, there it is, your brand-new made-to-measure suit. You can shop online at Indochino.com or visit any of their showrooms across North America, which, honestly, One of my favorite Americas. This week, Rebound listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That's 50%. No, it's over 50% off the regular price for a premium made-to-measure suit. Plus, shipping is only $10,000. I'm kidding. It's free. So it's 50% off the regular price. Shipping is free. Again, it's Indochino.com. Promo code REBOUND to get any premium suit for just $359 with free shipping. That's an incredible deal for a perfectly tailored suit. Indochino.com. Promo code REBOUND
1: and boy I, I really couldn't agree more with everything that lex just said well sure i mean i like to look good don't you like to look good Dan?
0: i love i mean theoretically theoretically if i ever did look good yeah i, I was would gonna like say to, you know I, I, s- I feel like i would like that
1: i so rarely look good but i <laughs> i i would like to i'd like to look better <laughs> is that a thing is that an option can i do that
0: that's <laughs> that's 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 just sad now now, it's I did, now I know, the know i've gone I, now the ad rate yeah, has gone is- sad
1: <laughs> it's gone. It's gone south. It's all gone south. Yeah, it's sad.
0: Do you, have any, do you have anything to say? Do you have anything to say about Apple now running on 100 percent green energy?
1: Good for them. I mean,
0: yeah, great. I'm not sure what else to say.
1: I think it's. I mean, I, they sure it's it's fine it's good I, I i applaud them for doing it uh they are one of the yeah. rare apparently the you know i was reading somewhere like greenpeace actually has called them out in favor of that by saying like basically nobody else does this uh which is not to well, give them a pass because... on other environmental stuff but it is you no know, but they also they the right
0: I, you know because they're the biggest company in the industry they get a a lot more flack about environmental stuff um but that's you know they're big they can handle it so and it's good that they're doing what they're doing
1: yeah no i i i applaud them for that i do feel like they've done a pretty good job i mean it, we've come a long way from the um i remember covering the greenpeace report cards in the really early days when greenpeace right. would put them out and apple would get you know lambasted and steve jobs famously put out a whole like you know whole essay basically about becoming more environmentally friendly and stuff like that. And they really have double, de- you know, like they have put their money where their mouth is on that. And I think yeah. that's impressive. You know, it's it's the kind of thing that does make me feel warmer and fuzzier about Apple, despite all the things that I know. You know, they are a giant corporation. They are definitely in it right. to make money, all of that stuff. But at least they are making efforts. And, you know, that's, that's to not be, to say all to that isn't... A- is mostly good a, for resp- a responsible citizen, at least in this area. <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's good for them too, long run, probably. I think that's just that's the thing about it, really, is that it's one of those things where the company has clearly taken a long term view, and that long term view happens to mesh with a lot of you know, not only science but also like personal convictions of a lot of the people who tend to be their customers. Yeah, um, and that's good. I mean, you could contrast that to something like, let's say, Facebook which is a company (laughs) also in the news a lot this week that I feel like clearly does not take really long-term like looks at (laughs) things. A, A, maybe not at all. And B, their long-term thinking is not about how do we like, how do we bring ourselves more into alignment with our customer base? Right? Yeah. Well, their customer base is advertisers. So in a way it is, but sure. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. (laughs) They're, but certainly not their users did you watch any of his, uh, Zuckerberg's hearings no I can't can't watch <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch things like that it makes me unreasonably angry <laughs> I mean it's tough because I feel like nobody came out of that looking particularly great because some of it is that you know obviously Zuckerberg and Facebook has a lot to answer for but some of the problem is also that you're dealing with a body he's being questioned by a body that doesn't have technical expertise yeah and that's tricky i mean obviously politicians generally don't have expertise in whatever (laughs) subject they don't right like they might have (laughs) they might have expertise in one area because that's their background but a series of
0: buses yeah
1: (laughs) um your information got on the wrong bus oh man that explains why (laughs) i never get delivered got driven to a bad side of town (laughs) (laughs) um but it's tough because i saw a lot of people talking about how it's like well the difficulty is that they don't even know the questions to ask at times, right? Like, right. And not to yeah. say that, that he just wouldn't dodge and, and evade. And all somebody,
0: that. you know, and somebody wrote the questions down for them and then sure. they ask a question, they get, they get a weak ass answer and they don't have a up. They don't have to press they understand or the premise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, it's tough. Cause I think that, you know, technology is a very esoteric area. And even though we all use it all the time, it, I mean, it comes under the heading of so many things that we use all day that most of us don't really understand. Right. I think there are plenty of other examples. I mean, like you know computers. Si- yeah, well science too, right? Like no one knows how computer work, John. They're magic. Come on. How computer work? How computer that's what I Google. That's what I Google every morning. Right. Uh, it's tough because I don't know how my computer works and I don't know how to use Google.
0: <laughs> well, that's I why just, you have a
1: Google home. That's why yeah, that's why I have a Google home and a and a Siri. I just every morning I'm like, Siri, how computer work? <laughs> and, and you get a joke about koalas yeah <laughs> <laughs> looks like you are not qualified. i didn't ask about koalas <laughs> also ouch <laughs> that's just mean we're not <laughs> friends anymore <sighs> yeah i don't feel a lot of pity for zuckerberg either though that's for sure no not really um So and so,
0: like one of the, he had like a bunch of notes. Oh yeah, that someone had um, captured a picture of, and some of them were supposed
1: responses to people to like that took shots at Apple. Well, yeah, because Tim uh, actually that he didn't use. Right, Tim Cook had made some snarky comments when when interviewed about Zuckerberg's issue, like about the Facebook data stuff, and clearly he was prepared to rebut those where they brought up. Yeah. um and gruber had kind of a takedown of of those responses again right. i mean it, it just goes to show you right like as you just said he could have given if they had been asked and given those responses would would the people questioning him have pushed back at all against them or would they have just been like i guess he answered my question time to move on yeah <laughs> probably probably the latter
0: <laughs> Is my guess yeah hopefully we'll never get called before congress Dan. Oh man, God! What would that be about? Even when, when the sins when the sins of podcasting come <laughs>
1: come to light. <laughs> on episode one eighty two, you said that you look great in a suit. <laughs> and, I I see you and, sitting and before me in a suit today, and you do not look great, my friend. For, for some reason, Lex will be nowhere to be found.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a third guy on this podcast?
1: It's like one of those. Uh, oh man. What is that? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I guess a spoiler alert, blow off the spoiler horn for The Last Jedi, but I just kind of imagine it turning <laughs> out that he just fades away because he was never there. He was like <laughs> three planets away. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I that can see that never happening. never
0: even here. Oh, we're, oh uh, before we sign off, did, uh, did you ever read the Foundation series?
1: I did many years ago when I was probably in high school, junior high school, yeah. somewhere there like 20 odd years ago
0: okay i don't think i ever i don't think i ever even attempted to read them um
2: i but it's about
0: it's about some like giant galaxy
1: spinning yeah it's about an civilization. yeah it's about a giant uh, civilization and (laughs) about essentially i'm pretty sure i'd looked up the wikipedia entry on this not that long ago for uh probably some question i was writing for inconceivable or something but it was um you know they've sort of like it's kind of like a galactic uh, empire where there's been a lot of peace, but they knew it was going to fall into the Dark Ages, so they've, like, got this sort of whole field of psychohistory that's there to, like, help, like, shepherd historical events in the right direction, essentially. The problem is that the book foundation itself, um, I'm going to make some enemies here, it's really boring. It's really boring. <laughs> uh, there are basically... Just the first one or all of them? They get better um foundation and empire is the second book and i really feel like about halfway through there it kind of perks up um and then i i remember reading the rest of them and it got expanded beyond his original purview because it started as a trilogy but then he went back and wrote some like prequels and stuff like that um and there's stuff in there that i remember liking but again it was 20 odd years ago so i can't necessarily vouch for it (laughs) we should note that i I don't think i explained this at the beginning but
0: apple has um bought the what rights do to do? a tv Cunt. show yeah, yeah. they about the right to make a tv to make a show out of it
1: yeah i'm fascinated by that because i think i think whatever it ends up being will not be a particularly uh, let's put it like it's not gonna be faithful to the books i think because nobody would watch yeah. that uh yes. sorry people who really like foundation i don't think anybody <laughs> would watch that i don't think it would sell well uh but as our friend Jason Snell was, uh, I was having a conversation with him at some point about this, and or maybe it was in a Slack or something, and he was saying, like, well, the the advantage of it is that it gives them sort of a big canvas and world to play with in which they could potentially build interesting stories. Yeah, um, right. And sure, okay. I mean, it's never, as far as I know, it's never been adapted to any screen. No, no I don't think so. Uh, again, because it's, it's kind of boring. Oh, shit. Um, damn Dan, sorry sorry uh this episode not brought to you by the <laughs> forthcoming <laughs> foundation series asimov. i mean he's dead let's be clear um <laughs> i've i've liked other asimov books i remember really enjoying um the caves of steel which is a serious, more of like a murder mystery science fiction books with robots um i Ooh. i enjoyed those as kids uh i i don't remember I reread one of them not that long ago or at least as an adult and I'm not sure how well it ages but there were things in them that I I really enjoyed it basically a guy gets teamed up with a robot partner to solve murders Um, and there are eventually some links in with the (laughs) foundation series partner for wacky hijinks yeah that's right that's right yeah Uh, there are eventually links in with the foundation series there and it it too I believe links into the iRobot um uh, anthology that, that Asimov famously wrote, which was turned into a movie that has basically almost no Nothing relationship to whatsoever do, yeah. to the mm-hmm. book. Right. Um, So, they, that provides them with some possibilities, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff, depending on what angle they take, that could tie into that. And, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's a rich fan, but this is also just where we are with Hollywood these days, right? It's about buying up rights to beloved classics and... Right strip mining <laughs> if anybody would like to back up a dump truck of money God, to buy rights to my book and adapt that to it there's TV series, nothing please. i like than
0: buying up rights and strip mining things
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, i mean that's the I dream like more how do you think i'm two weeks from retirement
0: that's right all
1: that strip mining <laughs> all that
0: strip mining which is the name of your next book <laughs> and the series that will be based upon that book <laughs> which will strangely have nothing to do with the book
1: it has nothing to do with strip mining either so it's really it's well kind definitely of nothing no to more. do with actual strip mining that's for sure yeah i mean that would be why because no one's gonna watch that no one wants that it's as,
0: it's as dull that. as the foundation series <laughs> zing so enjoy this podcast uh, isaac isemov lovers yeah you
1: guys they're really lining up for this one bleep bloop yeah next week we're talking about Heinlein oh don't get me started on that guy (laughs) what am I going to complain about that I haven't complained about in the last Mm several maybe you should maybe you should be happy about the uh the password sharing thing
0: oh yeah there you go
1: things that apple does
0: well 800 words about how great that is
1: Uh, (laughs) you could do that i'm gonna take take a nap (laughs) (laughs) yeah after a nap you can definitely do it